The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Pascal Donahue is the Minister for Public Expenditure and Affinity Gale, the TD for Dublin Central, and he's with me now, Minister. Uh, you're welcome to the show. Um, what do you say? to farmers who are protesting, members of the IFA outside the Department of Agriculture today who feel that your Cabinet colleague, the Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnell has left them high and dry. That Minister McConnell has done every, everything possible in terms of engaging with the Commission uh, in relation to this issue of nitrates, uh, which is the cause of the protest. Uh, he's made clear he'll meet the farming organisations uh, here in Ireland as well. Uh, to talk to them about this issue and to continue to engage with them on us. Uh, this is just part of the multiple changes that are now being made to try to protect our ecology and our environment um, for years ahead. And Minister McConnell did all possible to recognise the importance of this issue for Irish agriculture. Uh, despite the importance of it when it comes to the Irish environment and ecology, do you accept that it will undermine the livelihoods of farmers? Um, of course, we accept that issues like this will have and can and do have an impact on the livelihood of farmers. Um, I'm also aware, for example, that um, our dairy farmers are having a, a very tough time at the moment uh, because of what is happening uh, with the uh, price of what they sell, what is happening with their inputs, mm. fertilizers, all the materials that they need for, for uh, the really important and vital work. Uh, but this is why uh, uh, Minister McConnell uh, has also uh, made changes to important schemes to try and support farmers in recent years. For example, what we've done with TAMS, which is an important funding programme for farmers, uh, the changes uh, that he's secured under uh, CAP, uh, the Common Agricultural Policy, and the funding that that makes available to Irish farmers. So we yeah. recognise that for many, times are tough at the moment, but there are other funds and streams of money that but, are available, streams of funding that are available yeah. to try and help. This specific measure, though, is effectively a pay cut for those farmers who benefit from the derogation at the moment, isn't it? Uh, it's a, that that's is the, that's the consequence it of it. But it, it, it is a derogation. And with respect to you, Kieran, uh, I'm not the Minister for Agriculture. He's an expert on the issue. He's done his best and will... Uh, no, but you're a former Minister advocate. for Finance and you're Minister for Public Expenditure and the key word wasn't derogation, the key word was pay cut. Uh, well, uh, uh, the point I was making, which I think is a point to make with regard to derogation, is that there was an exemption available uh, for a period of time and the Minister did his best to try and secure further recognition. Um, I think with respect, I've already acknowledged the hardship and difficulties that farmers are facing. And I've pointed out uh, the way in which we try to help them through both European funding and national funding. Um, and I think the, you know, the undertone that is there in your last point to me, that I don't recognise the difficulty and challenge that farmers have, is not warranted. From the very start of dealing with your questions on this, even though I'm not the Minister for Agriculture, I am a member of Cabinet. I recognise the challenges and hardship that our farmers are facing and what we're trying to do on their behalf. Do you regret that a former government that you were a member of uh, back as far as 2015, I think, is that when milk quotas were lifted, that there was such encouragement around the intensification of dairy? You know, g- given, given where we find ourselves now, reliant on derogation to allow those farmers to keep working and the consequent uh, increase in carbon emissions we've seen and that nitrate pollution of water, which is why all of this is happening. Um, I, I don't regret uh, the decision was made, that was made there. 
And the reason why I don't regress this is if I look at the quality of dairy products that Irish farmers are involved in and, and what that means for feeding and meeting the nutrition needs of, the, of other parts of the world, if I look at how important dairy farming is to many parts of our country, um, I don't at all regret the fact that now we're able to meet the nutrition and food needs of others through Irish products. Uh, what I do accept, though, is that the uh, dairy industry in particular is facing many challenges at the moment, mm. uh, economic and also regulatory, and also the challenges they face from a climate perspective. Uh, but the government and Minister McConnell uh, uh, through uh, the budgets that are available at national and European U- Union level, are doing our best uh, to provide additional support. Uh, so uh, tell me then, Minister, uh, when it comes to your own bailiwick, uh, a bit more detail of this, about a third of a billion euro that we've requested under the Recovery and Resilience Facility. Well, the first thing I think you'll have to do is explain what the Recovery and Resilience Facility is. Uh, sure. So the Recovery and Resilience Facility uh, overall is the fund that was set up. It's worth around €750 billion. Euro. It was set up by the European Union in the aftermath of the very worst moments of the pandemic, uh, when we feared there was a real risk uh, that Europe was going to go into a depression because of the economic effects of COVID. Um, it has now uh, been rolled out and has been rolled out for the last year across many different countries. Um, Ireland's share of this is comparatively small, uh, but it's still a lot of money. It's €914 million. and We're going to be uh, making today, or in the coming days, a request for our first payment from that fund, which will be over €300 million. And what will that money be spent on? It's going to be spent on projects that can play their part in Ireland and Europe having a greener recovery. Uh, and uh, a uh, a recovery uh, that can also be more competitive and more digital in the years ahead Mm. because it'll be such an important element of our prosperity. So to bring that to life, uh, what it will look like is, for example, uh, helping fund the retrofitting of more government buildings across the country. It will look at how we can electrify our public transport network in cities like Cork. Um, They're the kind of changes that it will fund. All right. Um, again, uh, kind of sticking with your own uh, public expenditure, we were discussing on the show earlier on this uh, ESRI uh, recommendation of a kind of a new means test at child benefit tier that they say could take 40,000 children out of poverty. Uh, uh, this is a report by the ESRI, but funded by Community Foundation Ireland. Is it something your government would consider? We'll certainly consider any proposal uh, that can uh, play a role in reducing child poverty. Um, It is an area that the Taoiseach has prioritised, that he wants to make progress on. It is uh, something that we have made decisions on in previous budgets, uh, where we've looked to make additional payments and increase the value of the payments that are available to parents who are at risk of poverty and their children are at risk of poverty. And of course, it's something that we'll look at. Uh, But we are uh, just approaching the tick now of all the work that will go on in forming a budget here on. Mm. And it's uh, far too early to be able to say what particular measures will be in us, but there will be a focus on child poverty and supporting our very young. Okay, I I, I don't expect you to kind of reveal details of the budget, but from a, I guess, a a principal point of view, I mean, it'd be kind of terra incognita, wouldn't it, for for a government in this state to to go down the means-tested route when it comes to child benefit payments, wouldn't it? 
Um, but they're not talking about making the means tested across the board. No. But but e- but even the introduction of a kind of a second tier payment that would be means tested. I mean, it it is well, it we, is we a slight a- departure from the principle of universality. It is, but we've other payments available in our social welfare system uh, that are means tested. Uh, the qualified child, uh, uh, we've qualified child payment that's available to. Mm. Um, uh, families who, uh, uh, as I said earlier on, are at risk of poverty and yeah. need additional support. So there are means-tested payments available, but we certainly would not consider uh, changing what is a universal payment at the moment. All right. Uh, OK, so that, that is something you would be nervous about, uh, c- considering any proposal that would make child benefit means-tested. We're not going to be doing that, but in fairness to the ESRI, and you said this earlier on in the question you put to me, the proposal that they have is for an additional payment and for that additional payment to be means tested. Um, that is a principle we have elsewhere, as I said, yeah. in our social welfare system. Uh, but an idea like this, it's a very big idea. It's also an idea that will cost a lot of money. Uh, the most we can do at the moment, which we'll do, is consider it. Yeah. But w- would you have any kind of, on a personal level, just nerves about introducing, even on the edges, the concept of means testing when it comes to child benefit? We're not going to do that, and I wouldn't no, want to do, do it. No, but do you not I accept that, considering this, is doing that? You know, by, by introducing well, a means-tested second tier? No, they're two different things. So I, I don't want to add to the confusion here. The ESRI are talking about bringing in an additional payment. What I think is really important is that we have a few... An uh, additional child really benefit important, payment, anyway. Yeah, yeah. What's really important is that we do have a number of important payments that are available to us, that are universal, and child benefit is one of them. Uh, we've lots of people, lots of your listeners, pay a lot of taxes during their working lives, and when they're in the very expensive part of bringing up young children, uh, it's an important recognition uh, of that by the state. And we're not going to change it, mm-hmm. and we're not going to um, uh, give any indication that we are. Um, as I said, this additional idea, and in fairness, Kieran, you know, this was only launched, uh, I think, today yeah. by the ESRI, uh, so uh, I think all anybody can do at this point in time is say that it merits study. It's certainly something we'll do and certainly something that we'll look at, but it is a very big idea mm. and it is something that would have uh, a um, quite a big cost against it, but we will look at it. Um, good news for lots of people today on energy costs, so a couple of the big suppliers uh, reducing bills for people in the coming months. Do you suspect that might relieve some of the budgetary pressure on yourself and your colleagues? Um, not really. Uh, uh, the uh, reduction that has happened uh, now from a number of energy suppliers is to be welcomed, uh, but it is only a, uh, the beginning of a journey that needs to happen. Uh, prices went up uh, by a lot bigger uh, and a lot a higher level uh, than the reduction that has been announced today. And while I welcome it, it has to only be the beginning. Uh, it will make a difference, uh, but I'm pretty certain that by the time we get to the budget in October, uh, the cost of living challenges that we're all facing at the moment and uh, many are facing in a difficult way will still be with us and still feeling very real. Pascal Donoghue, Minister for Public Expenditure, Fine Gael TD for Dublin Central. Minister, thank you as always for joining us here uh, on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.